0: Welcome back to the Generators Podcast And uh, if you've not heard this podcast before Then welcome for the first time I'm Trent McClellan And uh, I usually have a guest on the show uh, But I have done a few solo episodes And this week it's just going to be me And I hope that's okay Um. This episode is dedicated to uh, a comedy friend of mine who passed away uh, today and uh, his name was Kevin McGrath, a comic out of uh, Edmonton, Alberta. And he was a very, very funny guy. We did a lot of gigs together across Western Canada. He was one of those comedians that had been in the game a long time before I ever stepped on stage. But he was one of those people that automatically made you feel welcome and a part of the fraternity of being a stand up comedian. And believe it or not, not every comedian does that when they have more experience than you and have been around a while. But Kevin made you feel equal that you were part of it and that he was rooting for you. And when you're starting out and you're trying to build your confidence and you're pretty fragile and everything is brand new um, from the stuff that's happening on stage to the travel, to the booking, to just navigating what it means to be a comedian. You, you need those people that are positive and rooting for you. And feel that they have good intentions you know, when they're dealing with you. And Kevin McGrath is one of those people. Um, unfortunately, cancer took him as it has done to far too many people in my lifetime. And uh, he fought hard, uh, but at the end uh, unfortunately it was his time. And so I've seen a lot today on social media, people doing uh, tributes to Kevin and uh, sharing their memories uh, with regards to to working with him and and spending time with him. and uh, it, it's it sucks man. It's uh, it sucks because you know my thoughts go to obviously his 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 wife and his family and his friends and uh, everyone who knew him. Um, But the world lost a funny man today. He was a entertainer. I mean, he could... He was a great stand-up comedian. He could play guitar and have funny songs. He could do magic. I mean, he... I saw him on several occasions absolutely rock a room. you know, where people were just like, my God, what was that? And the crazy thing about comedy and entertainment is that you can be really really good at what you do and still have very few people know who you are you know you might not be a household name but people who see you live or the comedians in the business know who you are and they know you deliver and i feel like kevin mcgrath is one of those guys he's one of those people that did the job every single night and when you're Working a lot of nights on the road as a comic, it can be very, very lonely. And it feels like it's you against the world at times. And you have your own self-doubt and um, you're trying to navigate that and push through it. And when you've had a career as long as Kevin has, those there would have been, I'm sure, multiple times for him where... You know, things got tough or got lean and, you know, work dries up and you try and figure out a way to make ends meet and you do. And then you be able to step back into comedy again. And uh, you you come back because you love it, you know, for all the uh, Kevin Hart's of the world and the Dave Chappelle's, there are, you know, thousands of comedians that you'll you may not know as household names that are, you know, killing it every single time they step on the stage. But it takes so much, it takes so much fate and luck and a million other things to be able to get to that other level where you have that level of familiarity with other people. Um, People know who you are. It just gets a little bit easier it's not that you work less but it's like you you may even work even more but things are a little bit easier for you you know career-wise and financially you don't just stress about money as much um but lots of talented comedians don't get to that point and it's not because they're not talented enough uh it's just the cards didn't unfold that way for them and uh I feel like Kevin McGrath was one of those people, you know? Just a funny, funny guy who, who brought it every single night. And uh, and sadly, is no longer with us. Um, so again, my uh, my condolences to his family and friends and his wife, Dree. And uh, I guess in this solo episode tonight, I I really wanted to uh, get across a lesson or two that I learned in the stand-up comedy world. And it's not so much about... On stage or performance, it's just about trying to navigate a comedy career. Um, Because so many people have thought about either doing stand up or becoming a musician or going into the arts in some capacity, becoming an actor or writer, whatever it may be. And there are certain things that I don't know you know until you get in it and maybe one of the greatest pieces of advice that I was ever given and this was early on when I originally started uh, we would go to these stand-up comedy workshops that were about an hour long at the comedy club and we would ask questions to the headliner who was conducting it and they would you know offer you advice about joke writing or building your sets um advice about the business itself and I can't remember who it was who the headliner was at the time but this advice has proven to be as true as anything I've heard in in entertainment and I would argue in any line of work that you're in and that advice was this no one will care more about your career than you will. No one will care more about your career than you will. And when I first heard that, you know, a few months in, I didn't really understand what it meant, to be honest. I thought, well, okay, sure, okay, fine. But then once you're in the business for a while and you realize that it is indeed a business because you first come in as uh, you know a performer, as an artist with that mentality of like, I make things and I wanna get on stage and see if it translates to an audience and I wanna improve this joke and my performance. And so you're coming from that very much um, pure artistic side of trying to, to build something and discover something about yourself. And you're on this journey and it seems very, very pure. And the longer you're in the game, you realize more and more how much of a role the business side plays in things. And you realize that this is a business because someone makes money off of this. And yeah, you make a little bit of the money, but other people make money off this as well. So if you're at a comedy club... The club makes money. The servers make money. The bartender makes money. The club manager makes money. Everyone is part of the business. And then you get to a point where there are bookers who book shows and they're getting some money for booking the shows. And you have agents and they're getting some money for booking the shows. And you have managers and they're getting some money for what they're doing and booking shows and, and managing talent. And I think when those things start creeping in, you can really lose sight of that very bit of advice of no one cares more about your career than you do. And people can have the best intentions and they can want the best for you and they can believe in you. But at the end of the day, it all will fall on your shoulders. Who you choose to work with Um, The venues you want to play, the material you write, the trajectory of your career, where you want to take it, all of that is on you. And it always has been on you. But sometimes when we get lost in the business side of things, we think other people are going to take the ball and run with it for us. And they don't. And they never were. And I think if you're out there and you're thinking about becoming a comedian or, you know, you are in it, I think if you hold on to that bit of advice and you realize that all things are on your shoulders at all times, I think it will serve you well. Because other people can work for you. They can set up shows for you. Um, There are people who are agents who book shows and they're working with numerous people. Besides you, generally, you're just one of the people they work with or represent or book, whatever it may be. So you're not their primary focus because you're not their primary means of income. They have several means of income. You're just one of them. So at the end of the day, they're never going to care as much about your career as you do. And that doesn't mean they're bad people or evil. It's just the nature of the comedy business. And if you can set up a business model for yourself where you're in control, you're calling more of the shots, you're taking more responsibility, you're taking more risk, but at the end of the day, you're also getting more reward. It's more work. It's more effort. It's more stress. It's more heartache, but it's also more jubilation when it all works out. And I feel if you are a comedian and you want to have longevity in this game, I really feel if you hold on to that advice, if you execute on it and you put that work in all the time and you always remember it's on your shoulders at all times, Then I think you get you hold a good chance of having some longevity in this game because it's not easy and it's it's it will kick the shit out of you so many times and break your heart so many times. It's done it to me. It's done it to every single comedian I know. And the only way through it, even after you get your ass kicked, is to own it and go, okay, well, how did I contribute to that? What choices did I make that led to this moment that sucks? You know, and even if you have people who are working for you or people who are um, helping you do things and you may say, well, they're not doing the things they should be doing for me. It's like, well, you chose that person. You don't have to work with that person or collaborate with them. The power is always at your fingertips to change it and to take, take a different direction, make a different choice. And so when you get out of the blame game and you stop blaming other people for why your career is not where it should be. And, uh, um, it, it's powerful. It's a powerful, powerful thing. And, uh, I think that's, that was by far the greatest piece of advice I ever received. And, I, I think it, it still holds true today, and I still think about it every single day. You know, what can I do to, to, to take myself where I want to go? And you can work with other people and um, use their expertise for different things, and you're paying other people for their services for things, and, but at the end of the day, these are your choices, and these are the ones that you're making. And so I encourage you to go all in. I encourage you to put every ounce you have into it. And when you think you're doing as much as you can do, try and squeeze a little bit more out. And you're gonna fail, and you're gonna take kicks to the teeth, and you're gonna fall down, and it's gonna suck, and it's gonna hurt. But if you can not live in that space, if you can just dust yourself off long enough to go again, and realize, Hey, again, it's all on me. It's all on me. Learn from what just happened, recalibrate, and then you get back in there. You have a real legitimate shot of having a long career, doing something that you love. Most people don't have a career that they love. They have something that they know how to do. They may have something that they don't mind doing and that they enjoy, but their goal is always to retire. Their goal is always to come. There comes a day where they don't have to do that thing anymore. And for the comedians that I know that have stayed in the game, all they want to do is continue to get on stage and perform and make people laugh. There is no talk of retirement. It's when can I go again? When I can when can I perform again? And we've talked about it a thousand times on the podcast about um, talent not being enough. And and the more I think about it, the more I realize that that's an understatement. <laughs> um, so many more factors go into having a long career and even more factors go into... Being happy while you're doing it. Because a lot of people don't talk about that. Are you happy doing this? Do you enjoy it? Are you energized by it still? Does it allow you to have a healthy life where you're in a good headspace, you feel good physically, um, you feel fulfilled in every way? We don't talk about that a whole lot. We talk about, you know, how much money you might make or you know, what festivals you're playing or if this show sold out or that show sold out or did you get a TV gig? Did you, you know, we talk about all those things, but we don't talk enough about, are you happy doing this thing? And if you're not happy doing it, something has to change. Either your perspective has to change or the situation or environment you're in has to change. And I would just encourage you to go all in. I would encourage you to, if you feel you found that thing that you're meant to do and that you love, that lights you up, to go all in. To not listen to naysayers, to not be bothered by haters and shitty comments online and this person's advice about how you should not do this and whatever, if you can block out all that noise and at the end of the day, just stay true to yourself, follow your true North, your gut, your intuition and empty the tank to try and do your best to follow this thing that you know, you love, then good things happen. And when we don't rest on others and we don't, think that other people control the, the trajectory of our career. It is a game changer. Shit opens up big time. You see how many possibilities are out there. Things you never, ever thought you could accomplish or that you could achieve now become attainable. You can see it. You can see it in the distance. That's why it's also important to keep good company. It's important to be around people who... Are striving to do things who are looking to accomplish things because that stuff rubs off on you that work ethic that perspective um, that ability to be resilient and to go again and to recalibrate all of that if you're around that and around people who exude that every single day you can't help but be better for that and if you're consciously looking for those people to be around and those groups to be in and then you're willing to put the work in yourself on your end to do your part, amazing things can happen. I mean, I'm an example of that. I, I, if someone told me that I would accomplish some of the things I've accomplished in my career when I first started stand-up, I would have punched them in the throat, you know? But you look at all these years later and Lord knows tons of heartbreaks and tons of lean times and rough years and rough stretches. But I'm still here. I'm still standing. And I look around at some of my colleagues and how they're still standing and they're still making a living, doing this thing that they love and making people laugh. And I just feel grateful, like from the bottom of my heart, that I've I've got this far and had the opportunities that I've had. I'm grateful for you know the car rides, driving with some of the most funny people in the country and in North America, driving in a car with them to get to a gig and talking about stand-up comedy or a joke or terrible shows that you did or amazing shows that you did together and commiserating together and comforting each other and and uh, Kevin McGrath would fall into that category of someone that you would just you know talk comedy with for hours and talk about gigs. And it's really hard for someone else to understand what that life's like, unless you've let you've lived it. So I really, really. You know, we we say this all the time when someone passes away that we uh, care about. You know, people write stuff like, you know, it's another reminder that there's no tomorrow. And, uh, you know, you got to live for the day and. But we say all these things, but very rarely do we ever just execute on that immediately. Very rarely do we get up the next day and actually live that way. We tend to fall right back into the old patterns that we we had before we ever learned of someone's passing. And I guess the challenge is to shake off the lethargy and to go, I'm going all in. And I might fail. Who knows, but I'm going to bury the needle and go all in here to try and make this thing work. And I think at the end of the day, when our time comes and it will come for all of us, we're all just renting this space. You want to be able to look back and go, man, I I did everything I could. I tried to be kind. I tried to be creative. I tried to lead a happy life to the best of my ability. Definitely wasn't perfect. And I tried to follow this thing. I tried to follow this gift that I was given to try and nurture it, to feed it, to make it better. And if you can say that at the end of the day, then you won, you won. I don't care how much money you made. I don't care what festivals you played or didn't play. You won. And uh I hope you'll live that way. I hope all of you out there listening will live your lives that way, regardless of what what journey you're on right now when you're listening out there. Um Yeah, man. Kevin McGrath was a funny, funny guy and a good dude. And uh you know, he had his issues and He was a fighter, man. He was a fighter trying to, to make it work and, and make, make a life for himself. And uh, I'd really encourage you as well. I think for those of you out there, you know, as the world starts to open back up. If there is someone in your life or someone that you like in terms of, you know, an artist, a comedian, a musician, an actor, um, someone who's involved in the arts in some capacity and they're doing things, they're doing shows and they're inviting you to come out and let, you know, go to those shows, make an effort to get yourself to those shows because people don't understand how hard it is for performers to make a living During this last 16 months, with most of the country having no live shows whatsoever, it was really, really, really hard for a lot of people. And to start to come out of this now and have comedians start to be able to get back on stage and musicians and performers in general to get back on stage, I really, really hope you'll take the opportunity to get back out and support these people. And to get your crew together and say, yeah, we're going to go to this thing on a Wednesday night or a Friday or Saturday. Buy your tickets early and really, really support people who are out there pouring their heart out uh, to perform for you because they deserve it. Anybody out there being vulnerable enough to, to step on stage and say, I'm here to perform you and be your entertainment for the evening. With the terrible 16, 17 months we've gone through. And to now get to this other side. What a great way to celebrate the world opening up again and us being able to be connected again. So I hope you'll do that. I don't care if it's doesn't have to be my show. It can be anyone's show. If you've been remotely interested or you want to laugh or you want to hear someone play music or sing or do whatever it is, make an effort and go to that thing. And you'll feel great. You're going to be entertained. You're going to enjoy yourself. It's going to be a different night out. And you're going to support somebody who loves what they do. And they're only doing it so that they provide some joy and happiness for you. That's the whole goal of it. So I do hope you'll take that opportunity and pull the trigger on that and execute and get yourself out to these things. Um, Anyway, Kevin, my friend, rest easy. And to the other comedians out there, keep doing your thing. Keep your feet moving. Even on the tough days, go again, go again, go again. Anyway, that's it for this episode of the Generators Podcast. Uh, I'll be back with a guest next week. Got some fantastic guests coming up for you uh david suzuki it's gonna be a guest on the show unbelievable can't believe it that we got to sit down and talk uh also robbie baker the guitarist for the tragically hip is a guest coming up um on the later show here and so keep coming back and checking it out and i do appreciate all your support uh take care of yourselves guys and uh i'll see you next week Bye bye